You've reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. So yeah, which thank you, Mitch, for choosing the clip in which I just randomly laugh because my mom gives me a glass of water in the middle of my speech. The future comes and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geek's Watch for the geeks and all the geeks to come. Welcome back for another shift on the Geek's Watch. This week we are talking about WandaVision, episode yeah. 8, previously Wait, on. what is it? What, what is it? Previ- what? What's the name of the episode? Previously on. Previously no, no, on. What, what, epi- what episode is this? Is it episode 8? <laughs> is it 7? No, yeah. It's, it, it's episode, it, it should be episode 8. What did I say before? No, yeah, it's episode eight, but what does that make this this episode? Oh, that's right. Oh, as as John taught me, it is the penultimate episode. Oh, episode penultimate. <laughs> I didn't realize it was the second to last. I didn't know that. It's the second to last. We only have yeah. one more. Yeah, we only. Have I don't one believe else. it. Honestly, it's lies. <laughs> yeah. There's no way. There is no way. There's Elizabeth literally got <laughs> at the end of this episode, and she's just like, "There's no way they only, they're only going to get everything cleared up in one episode. It's not 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 going to happen." <laughs> it's. Yeah, I don't know. It is not physically possible to wrap up that many storylines <laughs> in any form in half an hour. It's just not. Oh, no, but it's, it's supposed to be an hour. It's supposed to be an hour. Yeah. This is just so a setup, and it's going to get resolved in like three other movies. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. be so pissed. I mean, yeah, I don't want that. I do not find that funny. Seeing as how they say there's no plans for a season two of One Division, yeah. Mm, <laughs> Already. <laughs> But before we get to that, as always, we will get into our week's watch, and that will be our episode. So let's get right into it. Elizabeth, what did you watch this week? I didn't pull any of this up. I have um, it right here. <laughs> okay, well, I'm put on my glasses so I can see it, because that's kind of far away. So the unfortunate thing <laughs> about, uh, Vip, about li- having to live with me <laughs> is that I do a lot of different podcasts, just like everybody else on this podcast. So I have mm-hmm. to watch all the things. Correction. I don't have to watch all the things, but it's what's playing in the living room. And I don't know how to operate the TV that's up here. So <laughs> at, oh, nor do I really know how to operate the TV. I'm a little bit better at the TV in our bedroom, but I can't operate this one. So... <laughs> <laughs> Recently, that's what you guys get for having the Chinese remote. You know, it's it's just in Chinese. It's crazy. I don't know why you guys do that. I mean, if she doesn't want to learn the Q form, then it's not my fault. <laughs> I don't even know what Q form is. I can't figure this out. Anyway. So recently, Mitch had on for a journey or for a journey into mystery, mm-hmm. um, the 1979 Captain America. 
Oh, and yeah, oh, yeah. I'm that sorry. Was, that was yes. Thank you, thank you. So everybody who wants to hear a more in depth discussion about this, please go listen to the Journey into Mystery podcast from a week or two nope, ago. Just this, this past week. Just this past the week. most recent episode of Journey into Mystery was the 1979 Captain America made for TV movie pilot. Oh my god, it was painful. It was so <laughs> painful, and like. I had previously watched whatever the Hulk one was that you guys were watching. I don't I don't even know. And like that was bad in terms of like special effects bad, but like the storyline was relatively good. The acting mm-hmm. was pretty darn decent. The nineteen seventy nine Captain America a one I did have to stop him mid movie and just confirm that this wasn't some alternate origins. Like there wasn't this origin story in like the comic books. Cause I'm like, I have never come across this as like Captain America being the son of Captain America. Like I was like, <laughs> what is this and what is going on? Cause I have no idea. And then on top of that, like the acting was bad. Like the acting was, and like I don't normally notice. <laughs> but like for me to notice, you have to know it was really bad. Cause like I just, that's not what I care about. I care about the storyline. I cl- care mm-hmm. about, you know, the plot holes or the cliffhangers. But yet the acting was so bad. It was mm-hmm. so painful. But so that's what I watched this week. Cause. <laughs> Because I was watching it this week. Mitch was watching it. So yes, you have. Uh, if you want to go and listen to the latest episode of Journey into Mystery, you can hear Ian and myself and Case Aiken from the Certain POV Network uh, rant and rave about um, the 1979 made-for-TV movie uh, Captain America, which was supposed to be a pilot for a TV series, but obviously did not do well enough uh they had enough for their next movie which came out later that year in 1979 which we couldn't find anywhere on online so we can't watch it and talk about it which is the movie it's called captain america 2 death too soon and not death Two like the number two soon but death to soon like proper english but like (laughs) totally missed out on an opportunity we feel Except yeah, I agree. Is it literally yeah. just T O, not T O O? No, it's T O O. Okay, I was gonna say. Okay, if it's I was just say T-O, that's grammatically incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally just soon. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is only later. Well, no, it's the the bad guy's name is soon, so it's death to him. Uh, okay. Okay. T S U N. But yes, so that is, and that stars. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Reb Brown as Steve Rogers, Captain America. And pre-Super Soldier Serum, he is a very big, beefy dude. Like, <laughs> straight up muscles everywhere. They constantly have him wearing very tight shirts and uh, yeah. being a surfer dude. Because when you think Captain America, you think surfer dude. So I just looked up something yeah. about Death Too Soon right now. Christopher Lee was in that movie. Yep. And he played a character named Miguel. <laughs> I don't think Chris Freely looks like a Miguel. <laughs> I mean... Not in any world. In 1979 Hollywood? Sure. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> all all uh, ethnic backgrounds were played by white dudes. So. <laughs> that's true. But yeah, so I have no idea where you found that because it literally just 
that appeared is, on the TV. That is available for rent on YouTube or uh, Google Play or uh, I assume iTunes. I got it on Google Play because I had a credit, so it was free to us. Very Yay. exciting. <laughs> Not worth the Google credit. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. I, that's why I take a picture of all those receipts that we use. <laughs> we get throughout the, the week. <laughs> Gives us Google Play money. So many receipt pictures. Yep. Which I feel uh, fairly confident I can find this movie for you guys to have to endure this. I, I, I'll take this on as a mission. So you guys have to watch Two Death Too Soon, Captain America. You know what? I feel like then you would have to be the guest star on it, though. Exactly. No. I yes. make the thumbnails. <laughs> I can just stop making the thumbnails. If you can find that for us, then I will definitely watch it. And I'm sure Ian will as well. Could you could you try and pick a week where I have to like be out of the house all week? <laughs> I'll do my best. Can, can you hold off till then? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll look forward to having this one for Journey into Mystery, like the bonus content, extra credits. That's right. It will be it will be a part of our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, there you go, Captain America, nineteen seventy nine. Uh, John, I mean, he knows all about those made-for-TV Marvel movies. We did that whole stint on uh, the Geeks Watch, this this show, back in the day when it was just John <laughs> and myself. <laughs> yeah, we didn't you, cover the Captain America, though, surprisingly. We did not. We did do Punisher, though. The, the yes. Dolph yes, Lundgren Punisher. So. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that one again. <laughs> Steven, what did you watch this week? So I watched a lot of things, but not many of them were new things, I don't think. So I guess the one that I'm going to talk about is the Young Rock TV show. Oh, I've been meaning to catch that. Is it any good? I like it. Good. I think it's. I think it's one of the best versions of the whole, like, um, what what was the one? The Chris Rock one? Everybody Hates Chris? Oh, yeah. Young Sheldon? Any of those Oh, yeah. Everybody Hates Chris. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's better than that. And I'm not even a massive wrestling fan or anything, but I still feel a certain amount of nostalgia for the mm. local wrestling that they show in there just uh-huh. by the sheer act of having gone to Friends Who Wrestles local shows. So even if it's just that, I think it's a great time. There's parts in there where the... Do, do you guys know the the main thrust of what the show is supposed to be doing? Besides showing the rock when he's younger, is it? I, is I didn't it, even know about the show till it came on. So there's supposed to be three different versions of him. So I assume it's all about him and his family. Yeah. So the the thing for it is that in the beginning of the episode, it's 2032. The Rock is running for president, <laughs> and he's doing this, this interview series he's with <laughs> um, with the actor who plays uh, Agent Wu, Randall Park. <laughs> yeah, with Randall okay. Park, and he's doing an interview series where uh, Randall Park all all the time, consistently, he'll do something which is like this, like very awkward behavior, and he'd be like, "Yeah, I did a great job with that one, right? Did I mention I was an actor? That's why I did that so great right now, because uh, <laughs> because he used to be an actor, and now he's just doing interviews, I guess." But <laughs> so he's playing himself. Yeah, and he's not aged up in any in any way. <laughs> That's Asian's work. Neither, I mean, that's, fair, that's fair. But yeah, so in, in the show, he's supposed to be kind of doing this interview series to kind of lightly air his dirty laundry so that it's already out there. He's taking the Eminem and 8 Mile approach. What can they say about me if I say it first? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's 
that's the whole conceit of the show. And then we just get to see a person who's playing a younger Andre the Giant. Um, and we, we see a, like a, a young Iron Sheik, which they cast fantastically. That was that was great. It's it's pretty good. It's a normal sitcom that's in no way, shape or form blazing any new trail. But it's a fun time. We've been watching them. I believe we're watching them on Hulu as they come out each week. And it's just a nice little thing to have there. You're watching on Hulu, but it is a NBC show. Yeah. So yeah. you can watch it on normal television and everything. But yeah. Also, we finally found a place to stream the nanny. So that's cool. There are a few seasons of the nanny on Pluto TV. That's nice. Oh, so you checked out Pluto TV? Yeah, I think we're we're going to use Pluto a lot. There's a whole sci-fi channel that's just playing random sci-fi things. And I really like it. Just Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah, the, the, oh. so the whole thing they seem to do is to just have channels for individual shows and just air them through the day, which is what I think Netflix should have been doing. Pluto is beating Netflix by being free and just having these random channels. So I like Pluto TV a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to get everybody obsessed with this. I am. I got obsessed thing. with it. I yeah. found it. I mean, I, it, I've heard people have been talking about it forever, and I just found it like when we were at a friend's house, and I was just like, this is extremely interesting like i yeah it's great so many channels and just random stuff and it's free <laughs> and it's free it's weird they, they have i don't know if they have a deal or something with who gets to be the default channel when you start pluto but currently it's just episodes it's it's the channel quote unquote that's all just um make it or deal or no deal <laughs> Oh my god! And so you turn it on, and like when whatever you're watching, if you choose to watch one of the on-demand things and not a channel, it just reverts to Howie Mandel <laughs> talking about <laughs> like how, what you're going to get for this case or not. That's, it's interesting. That's funny. Uh, so Young Rock, yeah, that's that's funny because I know it, was, it had to have been last year when he was talking about running for president. Mm-hmm. So it was all just viral marketing for the show eventually. I honestly, I I think it's it's in like it's a two sided attack on that one. That was viral marketing for the show, which still feels like it's in, it's still feels like a distinct possibility that The Rock actually runs for president later. I don't think that there's anything that would stop this from happening. I mean, the man had inside knowledge about Bin Laden being killed before plenty of people in the government knew that Bin Laden had been killed. So, I mean, there's something there because he had family that was on the team. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Uh, there you go. That The Rock is on NBC. You can find it on Peacock or Hulu if you don't watch regular television. Jessica, Hulu if you're nasty. <laughs> Jessica, <laughs> what did you watch this week? So I've been continuing my watching old animated Marvel shows on Disney Plus before going to sleep. So I've gone through now the Spider-Man show that came out around the same time that Spider-Man and Friends came out. So, But it's just Spider-Man. But it used, I think, I can't remember what year, 1970, 1980 something. Um, with the meme. Yes, the one mm-hmm. with the meme. Yes, that one. And Spider-Man I honestly, I think I slept. Friends? No, it's not Amazing Friends because I already did the Amazing Friends oh. one. And apparently at the same time as Amazing Friends, there was another just Spider-Man show, mm. and which I learned about when I was reading about the Amazing Friends. And it's, it is the one where the meme comes from. <laughs> but um, 
honestly, I think I slept through most of it because it just wasn't <laughs> holding my attention as much as Amazing Friends was. Um, not that it was necessarily bad, but it was oddly a lot like Amazing. In fact, it used the same like I don't know how like cutscene graphics, like you know when animated shows are like cutting the scene so they show a little graphic in between yep. them at the same <laughs> thing <laughs> yeah yeah like that um I had the same as amazing friends and it was clear that it came out at the same time the animation was fairly the same as well but it had a different voice for peter parker and <laughs> <laughs> it was just interesting i was like okay cool and now i am on x-men Ooh. from the 90s so oh, um, that, that the one with the okay, that one, yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, I mean X Men Evolution was also good to be to be fair. Yeah, that's what yeah. I think I'm hoping to get to. I, I, prior to that, did you get to watch uh, X Men Pride of the X Men? No, I don't. I don't know if that one was on there. I I'm trying to kind of watch them chronologically, but with the way it's not like Disney Plus has them chronological. And at the time that I was selecting it, it was like you know 10 o'clock at night and i should have been asleep when i was selecting my next one so i well, kind of like yeah this one's old <laughs> that pride of the x-men one wasn't that like part of like the marvel action-packed hour or something like that or yeah and it was a pilot to like make a full series that didn't get picked up and then later it became that fox x-men yeah i don't know if they uh-huh. if they have that if they would have that on Disney or not. I mean, it's all owned by them, but I just don't know if it's on Disney Plus or not. I have no that idea. That would be a shame. They have a good amount, but I don't know. I don't know if I saw that one or not. There was quite a few X-Men ones, but I think it was the more later on well, ones that I actually recognized. So, The biggest difference, besides having a couple of characters like Dazzler instead of... Uh, Jubilee. Like Rogue Jubilee. and Jubilee, yeah. Um, is that Wolverine has a really heavy Australian accent. Yeah, he does. <laughs> That's why I always thought he was Australian, because of that one yeah. show. Because that, that one, yeah, that's what started it. And then ah. they cast an actual Australian, and, you know, then just kind of solidified it. <laughs> yeah, but he's Canadian. He is Canadian, huh? They all okay. have so a queen on their money. It's all the same. Well, he was from the Canadian <laughs> district of Australia. In the Canadian quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I'm wondering, but, as a person who's watching this show, uh, uh-huh. and you are, like, you've, you probably watched this a bit when you were younger and everything, but I think not all this, of us. Actually, not this specific show. I don't think I've ever seen this specific show. I saw the one where they were, like, teenagers, I think. Ex- evolution. I yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw this one because I don't recognize it at all. Oh, man. Other than How- I recognize, like, images of it. But like actually watching it, I don't recognize the voices. I don't recognize the animation. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, this. Now I understand why people like Rogue and Gambit so much. Because I never yes. understood why people liked Rogue and Gambit. And now watching this, like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. But like, but like the Gambit's, have you gotten to Gambit's best line in the entire series yet? I don't like, know what is his best you, line. You, you told Gambit it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> When she goes to she goes and kisses him. <laughs> I haven't gotten to that part yet. He has, but the other thing, I don't know if it's Disney Plus. I don't know if they aired it differently than how they actually filmed the episodes. But the episodes are out of chronological order. No, it like, it'll like say episode one, two, three. Okay, good, because it's driving me nuts because it keeps on jumping the timeline, and I'm yeah. like, like literally in the worst spots. Like there was a scene in which they're going back to the mansion after a, a mission, and then the mansion just crumbles. <laughs> and then 
<laughs> and then the, literally the next episode is them already building it up and talking to the professor who was missing at the time. So I'm like, so they just randomly found the professor in between these episodes and didn't write it? I was so confused. And then it jumped back. And I was like, what the hell happened? Like, I felt like I was going insane watching this. No, that, no, like, Fox had a really bad track record with that kind of thing in the 90s. Like, Mitch and John, like, correct me if I'm wrong here, but they did that to a bunch of shows. Like, oh, no. um, they I did think- Firefly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, mm. they they often did that, but uh, but with the the cartoon, they 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 would do it even more because it's like, oh, it's just kids watching it; they don't care. It's just a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, I I care now, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I might not have noticed it when I was a kid because I mean, they do give you the previously on X Men thing. And and that's how I caught it was like they were doing previously on X Men and I was like that was like five episodes ago why are you showing me this again <laughs> like what's happening but I know I I like Rogue I like Jubilee was someone I didn't know a lot about either and I think she's a fun character I don't know if I love Wolverine but I think it's only because I love Hugh Jackman's Wolverine and this is not Hugh Jackman's Wolverine <laughs> so <laughs> but. It's it's interesting. I definitely I think what I do like about it is these shows are really showing me a lot about those more complex comic book stories. So I think the current one that I am watching is actually Days of Future Past, which mm-hmm. is a movie I watched but didn't quite under like I understood it, but I was like whatever about it. But now watching this show within it, I'm like, oh, I see why people were mad about the liberties they took with this. Like, okay, I get it, but... Did you, by any chance, watch the Apocalypse one? The, um, the movie? It's getting... See, that's the one where they started the Apocalypse line, and then it went back. Oh. So, I... And then it did Days... And now it's doing Days of Future Past, so I assume after Days of Future Past, I'll get back to Apocalypse. (laughs) So... Yeah, I'm literally yeah. like learning all the comic book things at once, and I'm like trying to piss it. Like, how are these things happening at the same time? Like, this just sucks. <laughs> like, I've got crazy. Sentinels, and then what is his name? Galacticus or whatever. Galactus. Is it Galacticus? It is. Yeah, I like Galacticus better. I think that sounds better. Galacticus. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Galactus. Galactus shows up in the X Men. He usually shows up in the Fantastic Four or Silver well, Surfer. Well, who is it that does? Oh, then it's just Apocalypse. What's his name that does Apocalypse? Oh, leads the four horsemen. Oh, I had no idea. I thought it was. Oh, the four, the four, four horsemen. Um, yeah, that's apocalypse. Yeah. Okay, then it's just apocalypse. I don't know why I'm calling it. I don't know. It's giving me some, like like I'm doing the Sentinels, Days of Future Past, and then the four horsemen yep. at the same time <laughs> because it keeps jumping between those two. And I'm like, man, the X Men's got to be strapped. They're dealing with two world-ending events at the same time. <laughs> that's why they're so yeah, and One that's how like, tired I am watching it because it took me like eight episodes to realize it was jumping around and that's why I was so confused. I'm like, now I get it. I'm supposed to be confused. It really makes you long for the glory days of them just having to deal with the weird dinosaur Bergman who's stealing powers from people. You know? I mean, Sauron's what? a good character. <laughs> yeah, Sauron was good. Like, they didn't oh, yeah. have any world-ending stuff. They were just on that island and Sauron's changing back and forth. They do go to the Savage Line in X-Men, don't they? They do. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah. Have you ever seen, like, people pass it around on online a lot, but there is a uh, issue, and there's a panel in this issue of Spider-Man, where Spider-Man has to fight Sauron, like the pterodactyl dude that that um, uh-huh. steals life force from people. Uh-huh. And in the panel, like, 
he, the dude used to be a, a, a man. He used to be a scientist and he figured out a way to, Actually. to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, to just steal people's life force and rewrite it. And so that they can change into the, he, he steals their life force, but he also changes them into dinosaurs. And Spider-Man's like, like <laughs> freaking out about this because he's like, you know how to rewrite someone's DNA on the fly into <laughs> dinosaurs and you're using it to, to, to do this. And he goes, you could, he's like, you could be curing cancer. He's like, I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. I just thought it was hilarious. I want to cure cancer. I like oh that though. But like these, they really, Spider-Man's the one they seem to have the most fun with breaking like real world things down. Like was mm-hmm. it, was it civil war? way back when when they're like yeah i can get spider-man to join the team and all tony stark does is go to peter parker and say we have money and peter yeah. parker's just crying on his shoulder yep. like i'll join you <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happens yeah <laughs> it is, it's good but that's what i was gonna say about the the x-men the 90s x-men show and the 90s spider-man show like both did a really good job of of sticking to comic storylines like the how the story played out in the comic books as opposed hmm. as opposed to like the later spider-man shows and the later x-men series like they <laughs> they usually always change things up you got the story gist but they changed changed it up on how it came out uh in the comic mm-hmm. books so i hope you're enjoying it i i actually am for as confused as i am <laughs> i'm actually quite enjoying the characters i think the one thing that's actually annoying me is the fact that the female heroes like to faint a lot but yeah. like, especially Jean Grey, like the most yeah. powerful she, X-Men. And her outfit confused the crap out of me. Like it took me forever to realize that she's not like half naked. Like <laughs> she just has like cream. Because co- it literally just looks like her outfit is like a T-shaped yeah. thing. Yep. And I'm like, what? Who designed this? Like, <laughs> And then I looked up at it and I was like, oh, I get it. Because what, what didn't make sense was that the other outfits for the other females, although form-fitting aren't necessarily like overly showy like mm-hmm. it's Rogue still all covered cool <laughs> yeah and then jubilee the looks like jacket. a normal teenager and storm is like a cool awesome white cape thing yep. but but i was like why is jean half naked like this makes zero sense and it took me to, <laughs> oh no it's just cream colored to match her skin okay <laughs> i was body still like suit. i don't like uh, it though. Yeah, this, it's this weird was that time frame this was that point where the X-Men comics were had an overabundance of pouches and straps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're just and everywhere. Head, head oh, frame yeah. mask things, which are the best thing yeah. in all of comics. Just, the anti-mask. Yeah. Shatter, Shatterstar got one in the, the Deadpool movie. They actually kept that in there, and that's the best thing they've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> but And then I feel like my other complaint is I've never in the movies liked Gene and Scott's relationship. I definitely hate it now watching it in this i'm like oh my god just get with wolverine already like i i can't stand gene and scott i can't i hate so you it know, you know on gene's uh, outfit that those things that she has around her shoulders uh-huh that's awesome like 80 shoulder pads <laughs> yeah and they, and, but they kind of like it's like fins that go into the armpit kind of and then come back uh-huh. around so yeah do you all remember like mad magazine Yes. All? Yes. Okay. I, I I know it existed. Yes. I, so I think I've read I, one once. I, as a child, I had a subscription to Mad Magazine. That's right. Subscriptions. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> they used to do parodies of TV shows, and 
X-Men was one of the ones they did. In their parody of Jean Grey, instead of like those fin things, she had spare tires like around her arms. <laughs> I just beautiful. always remember that. So whenever I see that specific <laughs> costume on Jean, I think about the spare tires around her shoulders. Interesting. I think I'm thinking of the wrong thing because I'm thinking of like the long pointy ones that she had. Yeah. Well, they kind of move. So occasionally they're long and pointy and occasionally they look like she's wearing tires around her. Like I think it depends on who's animating it at the time or okay. if they're just being lazy or not. <laughs> yeah. Because there is a lot of animation mistakes in these old mm-hmm. like, this stuff would not fly nowadays without well, it's, I mean it does help computer technology probably helps that out. Like this is all hand drawn. I it's, imagine. It, you, you have like faster yeah. faster returns and reviews. Yeah. Sure. So like I'm not gonna be like they suck. Like, no, they're great for their time, but like <laughs> you no, definitely, definitely see the look like like pointy shoulder pads that kind of like have a little bit of a roundness to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. And she has ripped thigh pads for some reason. Yeah, ripped like it's thigh like... pads. <laughs> some it's... ripped thigh pads. Oh, yeah, really? like on her outer. Yeah, she's got like these large, just like I don't know, like extra storage area, I guess. But it looks like it's just <laughs> like to cushion a landing. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't because it's not like she does a lot of fighting. She literally like mainly stands back and beams of their forehead and then faints and Scott's oh, like yeah. Jane and she's like I'm fine like that's <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> Jessica's how, how not judging about, at all <laughs> well, actually I, I'm curious how do you feel about Professor Xavier's voice in this one I don't want to I don't want to linger on this one too much but oh boy there's a lot to talk about in this cartoon mm, it's more the eyebrows I don't oh, love it the eyebrows, eyebrows drive me nuts and the I don't know it's not my favorite <laughs> He sounds like just a robot chicken character. Like, to me, my X-Men. It's really bad. I think that's how he sounds in the arcade game. Uh, I don't think it's that bad. I don't know. His voice bugs me. Logan's voice bugs me. Wolverine's, yeah, Wolverine's voice bugs me. You don't Everybody like else is, is okay. Rough. It yeah, it just it's like and I'm like, oh god, shut up, Wolverine, just fight something. Like just <laughs> stop trying just to talk. <laughs> yes. Well, okay, there you go. X-Men <laughs> from the nineties is on Disney Plus. Yes. You can go and and remember the nostalgia with Jessica if you want to join in. Mm-hmm. Uh, or watch it for the first time. Or watch yeah, it like like time. actually more like me because I really don't remember ever watching it. <laughs> John, what did you watch this week? Hey, before I begin, um, you have no excuse. They have Captain America and Captain America Two: Death Too Soon for five ninety nine. It's a two pack on Amazon Prime. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't there when when I went to go look at I I on it honestly it's, it's, it was not it's, there. Well, it's, there right now. it's a two pack, so it might not have done just through the search and, for mm-hmm. just the individual. No. It has four out of five stars. This thing is highly re- like reviewed. Oh, that's what, not what I got. I, my, what I found was three point eight out of ten. <laughs> Are you sure it's like four out of ten there, John? <laughs> No, this one, this one. Well, maybe because it's the two pack, but this, yeah, it's got mm. some glowing reviews, and they're not recent. They're from from like a few years ago, 2012, 2015, 2011, and well, I mean, all of them are saying right away that this is like super nostalgia. They saw it when they were kids, but still, oh. it's there. 
All right. Well, I will I, get a hold of Ian. Why do you all hate me? <laughs> no, no, I don't hate you. This one, I'm, I'm saying I want to facilitate this happening solely so Ian has to watch this. Yeah, no, it's it's Ian that they're picking on, really. <laughs> Poor Except Ian. I'm collateral damage. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. He doesn't just flat out not watch it. He didn't watch Spider-Man. That's fair. That's fair. Call them out. Call them out. Ian did but not for completion purposes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, what did so, you watch this week? I watched a movie I wanted to watch when it first came out in 2019. Wow, that feels so long ago now. <laughs> um, a little horror movie called Brightburn. Mm. Um, ah. With uh, the- involvement from, uh, yeah. James Gunn. The- is that the kid that was like evil Superman? Yes. Yep. Basically. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> it's blood splashy Superman um, movie. It's, uh, yeah. Um, don't watch this movie if you want to feel good about life. <laughs> and I'm not watching it. This, That's easy. Okay. This, this thing is very dark, very violent, and very cynical. Now, um, some people say this could be a dark superhero movie or like a twisted take on Superman. No, this is straight up a horror movie. It just happens to be that the horror comes from a kid with, like, essentially superpowers. Um, this little Makes kid sense. essentially has the same origin story as Superman, or as I would like to point out, Goku from Dragon yep. Ball. Go- Goku is just Superman. They knew. They totally yeah. knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but with the more specific slant in that this kid was specifically sent to Earth, apparently to conquer it. Um, that makes sense. So, yeah, like, the movie begins, like, most of these um, superhero origin stories begin. This kid seems to be a good kid all around until the spaceship he landed on, uh, on Earth with, like, flicks on and starts sort of, like, reprogramming him. (laughs) And he, you know, like, he didn't seem to have any real superpowers prior or wasn't aware that he had them until that happens. And then all of a sudden, he's, like, invulnerable, he's super strong. He figures out he can fly. He can, you know, shoot laser beams out of his eyes. He's Superman, basically. And he even comes up with his own little logo, which is a combination of the two Bs from his name. Or it could also be considered, you know, to be representative of the name Brightburn, which is the small Midwestern town that this is supposed to take place in. You know, mm-hmm. stand in for Smallville. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stars Elizabeth Banks and uh, David Denham, who you may remember more as Roy from The Office. Roy. Oh, Okay. Wait, so they were both in Power Rangers together also. Was he? Oh. Who was he in Power yeah, well, Rangers? Oh, no. I thought, never, never mind. I, I, was, I was thinking of this backwards. I, I was thinking no, of him he? as the Red Ranger's dad. But oh, the Red he? Ranger's dad, I believe, is actually... Uh, it, it's, it's neither here nor there. I, I, I think he was actually the dad from Free Willy back in the day. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I believe you. That sounded convincing to me. I thought that was him, too. Um, So, going back to this one, just a brief uh, summary of this movie. Yeah, it's dark, guys. Like, uh, this is not a feel-good horror movie. Um, Are there feel-good horror movies? Some of them can be be campy and fun, you know, but this one's just like... Yes, and Frighteners is definitely a feel-good, scary movie. Um, I think the thing I was the most surprised about is just how extreme the gore actually is. Like, they don't hold back. Like, they they do some pretty gross stuff in this movie. And for that part, I enjoyed it. But 
like, man, this is you. You don't feel good after watching this. When that lady gets that <laughs> piece just, of glass in her eye, that uh, freaked me the yeah. hell out. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. it's not. It's no uh, so. I did want to mention that portion or that plot point specifically because yes, at one point the little kid causes glass to break and it shoots into this woman's face. You actually see a shard of glass like in the center of her eye, and she's like that? fumbling trying to pull it out. You don't pull it out. <laughs> oh wait, no, Elizabeth left the room. She oh no, she's flipping us off now. She leaves. <laughs> wow, she did not like that. <laughs> she didn't like that at all. all right. Uh, I will definitely leave that, but let's just say um, <laughs> it's 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 crazy. Um, and I mainly just chose this movie because I was kind of flipping through and I was like, all right, I got to watch something, got to watch something. What, what do I got to watch? This was only 90 minutes, so it's a pretty brief movie. It doesn't take very long. It establishes everything you need to know. Um, but man, does this movie make you feel uncomfortable? Because not only does he have superpowers, he's also going through puberty. <laughs> and... With great power comes a great need to explore some of your curiosities. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it gets, now, now I'm less interested in the movie. Uh, it, gets, it, it doesn't go to the nth degree that you would think, but it definitely plants that idea that like, oh no, like if this kid wanted to, he could do everything he's thinking of and more, and like no one could stop him. I mean, he's um, essentially. We keep saying he's, he's he's Superman, but he's also like he's Homelander. If <laughs> he's the, the kid version of Homelander, it's a lot closer. It's yeah. I, I was definitely getting some uh, the boys vibes from this because, um, as we come to find out towards the end, uh, it sounds like he might not be the only one that's like this. They they kind of do like a real brief, like oh, and there's these reports of these other people that are like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make a brief mention how one of them is like aquatic and is kind of like a dark, twisted-looking Aquaman type character. Um, and they have some, some of them are like blank that you don't see descriptions of what they look like, but it basically sets it up for like, oh, we have like an evil Justice League thing going on here. Um, and a very cool little cameo by Michael Rooker, which I was like, oh, that must be the James Gunn's, uh, James Gunn influence there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, cynical, dark movie, interesting take on the superhero trope. Uh, and I think the only enjoyment I got out of it is uh, kind of twisting it around and was like, you know what? A lot of these scary movie characters like the girl from The Ring, Jason, Freddy mm-hmm. Krueger, they're just basically superheroes that haven't been shown the right way yet. There like these go. guys could be using their power for good. Mm-hmm. And I want to see uh, an Avenger-style movie now where you take all these villains, all these uh, horror movie characters, and now they have to use their powers for good and how that would play out. So you're you're telling me that Freddy versus Jason back in the early 2000s was just Batman v Superman like all yes. over again? I am absolutely saying this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Freddy Freddy versus Jason versus the devil. <laughs> <laughs> like their team is Ash. Yeah, actually, this is great. One of my favorite. I want to say it probably originated at the Tumblr post because it's been a few years, but. Um, is the idea of a daycare for evil children. I like having like wholesome daycare teachers trying to like raise these kids and make them not be evil, but also dealing with all their kind of sort of evil powers. I thought was like the cutest idea ever because like, yeah, well like, but I I think it's especially prominent for like the girl from the ring and the fact that she was just a girl that was abused. Like if somebody had show that girl love, like a, would she even gotten her evil powers and be like, (laughs) You know, like, 
all it takes is one kind person to help <laughs> someone through their trauma. <laughs> You're very optimistic, but Jessica. I am also the daycare teacher, so... <laughs> <laughs> What you're saying is you have to watch a lot of little supervillains. Yeah. Yes. But I think children. It's just like Aren't funny... all children just supervillains? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, no, no one ever has a thing where they're like, oh, yeah, no, that serial killer. Yeah, he just picked it up suddenly in his, in his like 40s. <laughs> no, it's when they're little kids and then you find out that they are awful. You don't. <laughs> it's, it, it's not. It's not a late in life puberty like you don't there's no serial killer puberty <laughs> it's suddenly super killer or serial killers I'm yes and nobody no uncle actually watch their kids <laughs> so, no, 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 no. okay so no in all seriousness there is a, a predisposition to being evil they have found a what they thought is actually like a evil neuron basically which there's not enough study behind it but basically the length of this neuron in your brain the longer it is the more likely you are to have the tendency to have like a evil thoughts or b be super aggressive or you know assault people but at the same time your brain has a lot of um, plasticity so it can change and adapt so if you don't ever interact with those aspects of yourself then that neuron will shrink and it will die out just like everything else in your brain will shrink and die out. So the people in your life do have an effect on whether or not you are going to be evil or not. Now, if hmm. a person, a kid who's predispositioned to that is raised in a traumatic environment, goes through or even just goes through a lot of trauma, then yes, their brain will be a serial killer brain in an, in a sense. This is very simplifying things. But if that same child in that different universe grows up in a loving family or even just has a very loving teacher that they connect with or anything that they might never not ever get to the point that they're like killing cats or anything like that like they might, like I, i'm serious it's funny oh, yeah, but no, i am I'm serious okay. like there really yeah. is like yes you are predispositioned to some things from genetics but it's also there's also nurturing involved as well on whether or not you'll fully develop them or whether or not they'll die out before you reach adulthood so, so this so is going to be it's the never ending nature versus nurture debate. Yes, which the debate really is what it's coming to is that it really is a balance. They both have good causes behind them. I look forward to that purpose. exact thing, that scientific thing being brought up in Brightburn 2 when they like go to talk <laughs> to the other supervillains about the Brightburn initiative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I got on like my psychology soapbox. <laughs> Also, he was the, Roy was the person who played the Red Ranger's dad in this. Oh, in Power Rangers. look at that! Yeah, wasn't Elizabeth Banks myself. also in in some episodes of The Office? I feel like she would have been. That sounds right. Yeah, I feel um, bad for not knowing. <laughs> I I don't think so. Really? I mean, Amy Adams That's... was in some episodes in the beginning, so I just feel like Elizabeth Banks would have been around there too. But maybe I'm just thinking like of we... like Elizabeth Banks being in Forty Year Old Virgin with Steve Carell, and that's why. There you go. That's what it is. Yeah. So, John, uh, where can people watch Brightburn? Uh, if you want to be bummed out, it's uh, currently streaming on Amazon Prime. Okay, there you go. Uh, my week's watch this week. If you follow me on Twitter, you would have seen that I said something. That goes directly into this movie. It's because I watched this movie. And I do not like home invasion movies. Because mm. I watched Knock Knock from 2017. 
15, sorry, 2015 Eli Roth movie starring Keanu Reeves and a younger Anna DeArminis from Knives Out. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know why I watched it. I knew, I know, I don't care for Eli Roth's movies in the first place. Uh, yeah. I think I watched it because of uh, remembering hearing that Anna DeArminis is in the movie and... Yep, I did. Does she have the shower scene? She does have the shower scene. I didn't know about that. I just knew that she was in the movie. <laughs> That's um, all I knew about it. <laughs> Their priorities, different so, people. This this movie is Keanu Reeves plays this architect who has a very loving family. It's his his wife is an artist, and uh, his he has two very young kids. She's also Spanish and. They decide to, after Father's Day, after giving Father's Day presents to to Dad, they're going to go on vacation. They're going to go to a beach somewhere. They don't really say where. They just say they're going to the beach, and they're going to leave him alone, and he's supposed to meet up with them the next day or days Mm -hmm. later. Uh, It sets it up early early in the movie that he he is a friendly guy that will help out people if they need help. So... Around midnight, he gets a knock on his door, and it's pouring rain outside, and there's two young women, and they they are soaking wet, and they're like, we're looking for the Duggery house, and he's like, there's nobody around here named Duggery. Uh, they're like, well, my phone is, she's like, my phone is uh, is dead because it's got it got wet from the rain, and we have no way of going anywhere because the cab just dropped us off here. And Good luck. <laughs> Bye. Here's five dollars. I mean, yes, I'm very much. He should be saying that's cool. Uh, sorry, but he's like, okay, you know, you can use the phone inside to call, you know, call a cab or whoever you need to call. Uh, call your friends that you're supposed to meet, and you know, they they get there, but they don't know the number because all the numbers are in their contacts, which the phone is dead, and uh, he calls a Uber, and he's like, it's fine. I'll just you know get an uber for you it's going to take 45 minutes because we live out here in the fucking boonies and you can uh take the uber back so within the 45 minutes they you know they're talking to him and they're they're asking him questions and he's like oh yeah when i was young I, your age i used to be a dj uh here's the 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 catalog of my wife's artwork that she's been putting together she's she's great and then the 45 minutes is up the uber's out there and they went to go grab their clothes from the dryer because they were all soaking wet. And he's like, hey, you need to go. Get out. And uh, they start to seduce him. And he's like, no, no, no. Uh, and then eventually he just has sex with them. And the rest of the movie is, <laughs> is about how they are going to turn him in for being a pedophile because they even though because they told him that he was they were 22 in flight flight attendants now they're saying they're 15 and you know you're gonna you're gonna go to jail and they torture him for the rest of the movie it's basically what the movie is torture porn because that's what he likes to do why why this movie i don't know this isn't even really a home invasion well, they come back because no. he does drop them off. He's like, you need to get the fuck out. And they leave. And then or he, he drops them off at some other neighborhood uh, that they say that that's where they're staying. And when he goes home the, the, the next night, the, de- the next day, or he goes home, he after he cleans up the mess that they made, like they break into the house and they tie him up and torture him. Oh. Mm. 
So, I thought you were going to say that you had watched Funny Games because you used the GIF from Funny Games. I did use the GIF from Funny tweet. Games because that's the 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 movie that made me realize that I hate home invasion movies. So yeah, Funny Games sucks. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't recommend it, but it is available on Hulu. What was that again? <laughs> it was Knock Knock. Knock Knock. Okay. <laughs> Just oh to make God. sure you avoid it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I needed that. <laughs> I figured. All right, let's get into WandaVision. One hour into the podcast. <laughs> One hour later. <laughs> well, we got double vision. The end. <laughs> uh, this episode is actually called Previously On because we got to learn about what happened before WandaVision. We got a little bit of a backstory to Agatha Harkness. Uh, she belonged to a coven of witches in uh, Salem. Salem, Massachusetts in 1869. And With bad decision making skills. Yeah. What was that? I said, and her mother tried to kill her. Her mother tried to kill her because their coven realized that she was using magic a way that they weren't supposed to be using magic. And mm-hmm. uh, she... Turn the attack on them. Like, as they were trying to strip her of her powers and life force, she's like, nah, 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 I got this, and just started sucking the life force out of them. Her mother, who also seemed to be very powerful, and at least the head of the coven, uh, also was no no match for her. Yep. So, yeah. uh, she is a very powerful witch, and has been around for a very long time. Uh, using the 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 younging technology that Marvel likes to do to actors on Catherine Hahn. Like, I don't know. She didn't, it didn't, didn't look work. all that much different, but like <laughs> I do. I, I love Catherine Hahn though. I think she's yeah. a great actress. What did you guys I, I think of know. that effect of trying to make her look like a 20 something? It was fine. It was just <laughs> just yeah. fine. Yeah. <clears throat> Any thoughts on on her being from the Salem witch trial? Like when they they did that, I was like, oh wait, they're using pet magic on her. Like when they cuffed her behind the thing, I was like, this is not a regular Salem witch trial. Yeah, it was like a Salem witch witch trial. Yeah, <laughs> wait, which witch is which? The location was a little was too mountain, cliche. It was very. Yeah, it was just very cliched, which was kind of sad. But I was also like. Yeah, this is probably how it is in the comic or something. I don't know. So I was like, eh. I'm sure. I'm sure she. Yes, comic books. If there's a witch character, they're from Salem. Like it's just the yeah. thing that they do. Uh, did anybody else think that this from this beginning scene was it was going to be an episode all about Agatha? Yes. I did not. Yeah. Like that is not what we got though. <laughs> yeah, no. no, I didn't just think a, it would be tease. all about. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it, yeah. go ahead, Jessica. I do like how they showed magic in this episode, though, because I don't necessarily love magic from nothing. I I like magic having something to do, so like spells and stuff. So the mm-hmm. fact that she's speaking in Latin while she's doing her crazy hexes and doing the hand movements, I was like, yes, this is the kind of magic I like, as opposed to Wanda just straight up ex machina stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of I also really like the. Agatha? <laughs> I like the Agatha's explanation or description of magic in that 
Like, how can you do all these crazy things? It takes forever to learn even, like, the basic stuff, and you're doing it here all willy-nilly. I thought that was a pretty cool character beat with her, like, saying, like, oh, like, you can do the good stuff. I need to learn this, whatever it is you're doing. And this is jumping ahead, but I definitely like how it's not Agatha necessarily, like, running the pictures. It's Agatha being like, what's happening here? And just kind of going along for the ride. I really liked that, too. Yeah, we, we got to yeah. find out a, a big piece of it. Like, the thing that we've been debating throughout this whole show is, like, is it just Wanda or is someone using Wanda, using her powers? And so, like, nope, Wanda created all this shit. Like, she did it all herself with her broken mind. And she did she, not steal Vision's body. And she did not. Yeah. So that's a big not. one. Yeah. That she was the biggest. And also, I think I did say on podcasts that wouldn't it be that Wanda has vision inside of her in some way? And that is how it ended up being. So yeah. yay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it, it makes a lot of sense seeing as how yeah. vision came to life using the mind stone and the mind stone is what gave uh, Scarlet, Witch her powers or Wanda, her powers, or I guess didn't because give her Scarlet powers, Witch, no. but definitely amped up her powers yeah because that was the that was really interesting to me was that in the first scene when they're playing out uh wanda and petra's parents dying that she agatha said oh so you stopped the bomb from going off with a probability probability yeah which which is what her powers were back when exactly yeah that was her mutant ability was to be able to manipulate probability and make it look like a some type of hex but yeah like i i love the way that they're tying in all these things together so that you have bits and pieces of the comic book and now parts of the mcu all like rolled into one it's pretty great um and then we get we we got to see the reason why all the sitcoms and stuff like that dad was trying to sell dvds to make hens beat (laughs) john are you about to say something I was. What was I going to say? Oh, um, so we were given a, a sort of semi-official name for fake Pietro, Fecha? which is Pietro. Pietro. <laughs> I, I think they could have done more with the word foe in it because the end of Pietro's name is an O. Right. I, don't, I think they could have flipped Pietro. the the where the foe part is. But <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Uh, I did like that she that Agatha was like uh, you know she just basically made a made up a uh, a fake body for this Pietro like she just essentially made a golem like character so that she could see through him I see mm-hmm. hear through him but it, they didn't really explain why she picked that body and that look like for us as audience members we know that that is the x-men universe version of pietro but she just said she didn't use her actual brother's body because necromancy is hard and it's in another country and there were still holes (laughs) in the guy she she pointed to the fact that he was full of holes from the bullets and stuff being one of the reasons that she couldn't use that body of like original Pietro, yeah. but this one still had bullet holes when the glimmer of everything True. was taken off of him. True. So, and they didn't seem posture like they didn't well, seem posthumous. Like they, they weren't except, after he died because <laughs> there was a blood trail. So, well, so except because I was thinking about that. If vision is, if the vision that is in there is entirely 
created by Wanda. When he left, the vision we saw was the vision that had been lying on the slabs. So I'm wondering if once out of the hex, it reverts to what she actually remembers you looking like. So once that's all gone, she's remembering what Pietro looked like filled with holes. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we, we did also see in, in that one, for the, by that same token, um, when the glimmer or whatever is taken off of um, Vision as well, in that one scene where we see his like foreheads like caved in. Right. That scene, if she just made Vision... That's very odd that we would see that version at all. Well, but you're, 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 it is all of her powers, and it's all of her powers comes from her mind, and her mind is, is dealing with a lot of trauma, as Jessica likes to say. Like, she has a lot going on in there. So, with the flashbacks, it's just like I would assume if you were, you know, walking around and you had, you suffered from PTSD, like, you just see things. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that's a good assessment. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's what I assume is going on too. Is like she's having a flashback, a flashback to her trauma. Did we? Oh, I guess no. That that makes sense. I was gonna say, did we not get a commercial in this one? But that's because it wasn't the broadcast. We didn't. We didn't get one in the last one either, though. We yeah. got one in the last one. Oh, yeah, was Nexus? Yeah. Nexus was the last yeah. one. Yeah. Nexus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so then there was the one before that. We didn't get one. That was no, the before that was the really creepy one that this creeped me out and gave me a nightmare. One. Yeah, this is sure? but it's a previously on. So technically the show hasn't started yet, so there shouldn't be a commercial. Mm-hmm. Okay. This does fair. mean, however, that they that they did get to do the thing that all sitcoms do. Well, which is inside of this weird like nugget show thing. They still got to have a clip episode. <laughs> or it's all flashbacks they, they they actually got to do that that's true that's that's fair um yeah so uh we we know that we noticed that that they kind of retconned what happened with wanda while she was with hydra yeah. uh mm-hmm. hydra was Baron Strucker was the one that like was ex- running the experiments on her and her brother. But now we see that there was some other two stooges stooges and they did it a little bit more clinical uh, as opposed to just like touching willy the, nilly. Yeah. Willy nilly <laughs> and touching the Wanda to Wanda or the scepter to Wanda. Um, what did you think of the experience? Like obviously I would say the two scientists didn't see what she saw. But they mm-hmm. did see something happen, and when they went to see the look at the tape again, uh, or the video, it does the whole editing out that we've mm-hmm. seen happen in this show. Oh, there might be something. Oh, go ahead. No, see. Ah, um, well, if we go back a second to when that happened, and the the mind stone unseats itself from the scepter. And then comes out of that blue casing to show itself in its real like form. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a vision of what looks like herself mm-hmm. or an entity that would be the Scarlet Witch, just kind of do like a like a Phoenix type situation with her. Maybe a glimpse into the future, maybe a glimpse into her full potential, or something that's like unlocking her power. But that Mind Stone seems to have a mind of its own. And this is leading me to have a theory mm. that 
part of the reason why she doesn't understand a lot of what's happening is because there is a greater power within her. Maybe it's a consciousness, maybe it's the essence of the Mind Stone itself that's having a much larger effect on some of this stuff. And she's just basically going along for the ride. Yeah, I, I don't know. I still like the idea of it not just being Wanda hurt real bad, so Wanda reshape reality. Like mm-hmm. I like there being something past that. When this episode seemed to pull back and say that the idea of Wanda doing it wasn't a red herring, I was a little bit let down, personally. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I, I would say that the, the, the Infinity Stones have definitely wreck havoc on the MCU. Uh, we've, mm-hmm. we've noticed that many of our superpowered beings have gotten their powers from the, these stones, and there's definitely no reason why they couldn't be manipulating in a more way than what we've seen. So, mm-hmm. Like they're pissed off at how they were used, so they're going to screw up their lives. <laughs> possibility. And they're powerful enough. What's to say they don't gain sentience, you know? Yeah, which would make sense why they're also changing the name of Sword to be sentient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what kind of scientists... Hmm? I was going to say, what kind of scientists don't remember to turn off the microphone before you say that every other text subject has died? <laughs> oh, no. I don't, I don't think he... No, he, I thought it wasn't on. And it wasn't he, on. He, he, he cuts him off and just says, go ahead and touch the scepter. Like, he's, he's cutting him off and just, you know, oh, okay. not so much cutting <laughs> off the microphone. He's just telling that dude to shut the, the fuck up. Yeah, the way I interpreted that, it sounded like it was just coming through the, the speaker. <laughs> yeah, it, they definitely didn't do it clearly, but yeah. Um, do you think that someone planted that deed in her car or did she just already open it and then decide she's going to go to sword to find the body? Naima feels that someone put it there. I don't think this, I don't think it either, but it is is a very weird reaction. I felt like when she looks at it left for the first time in the seat of the car. Mm -hmm. I agree. So you think the deed being planted there could have been part of a, a bigger plan to get her to do all this? Yeah, like this so if you, the- go, if you go into what the, the, the mid-credit scene, the end-credit scene of all-white vision, uh, Hayward definitely needed Wanda to create something so that he would have the Wanda power source to then repower vision. So as we come to find out when at S.W.O.R.D., the video that we saw of her stealing the, the Vision body is something that's completely faked. She went yeah. to go see the body. She saw it. She she realized that Vision wasn't there anymore, no longer part of that, and then left, like, peacefully, mm-hmm. so, so to speak. Uh, the, vi- the video we saw was her stealing the body. Um, this also makes me wonder, what was it that uh, Darcy and and uh, Wu were tracking inside the hex if it's not the real body of Vision. It can still give off Vision's same power signature. Yeah, it like it yeah. sounded like they were tracking the vibranium uh, like decay levels or something, mm-hmm. which but means that he's not, physical. Mm. Yeah, but how did she get it, though? Because she didn't she have his body. Yeah, She made no, vibranium out of nothing? I, I, I see why yeah. not. I think that's what they're trying that, to imply. 
Well, yeah, I don't they, know how they could imply it when they've already implied that she takes what is currently there and adapts it to look however she wants. It's not like she's creating something from nothing. It's still like the outfit that when Monica was, Geraldine. was wearing. Yeah. But, yep. It's still we, we, Kevlar. Yeah. It's we not see, like Kevlar cotton. We see the creation of Vision, though. We, we literally saw that on camera. Was it for this one? Is it a physical body of vision, or is it just an illusion of vision, or is it just vision's mind stone self? No, say. I think that's that. You're very good questions, and this is this is what I <laughs> thought too. Like, I have one episode, and I'm going to be very pissed. Maybe I just, I already. <laughs> there is a possibility that there is trace amounts of vibranium in in the ground at Westview and she pulled that out like I don't know well except based on Agatha's statement she can create material from nothing that's what she said you can create something from nothing so to me that says it is real it's not just an illusion like if you can create that means it has to be tangible so it's definitely because she does she does show her examples of transmutation where she turns the fly into a, a bird. So there's that's that's more. But of That's like not what necessarily did. something from nothing. It's right. manipulating matter. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. That's what she did to Geraldine's clothes. However, she is yeah. she is also able to create something from nothing like the house. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. J- just because a person can. Draw, like draw or paint a masterpiece doesn't mean they don't get down with some stick figures from time to time. That is true. Like, so yeah, so you could also, she I'm, could definitely be able to do both things. Not one isn't exclusive to the other. I I have also taken to calling this uh white vision this like vibranium golem. I I've, I call him Vizarro. Like Vizarro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, yeah. I think I think there's a times where he's called anti vision too. It, okay. not, not in the show, obviously, but in the comic like books. I liked your theory of Wanda merging the two. So, yeah. Like, what do you think? Wait, they're going to they're red and blue Superman now? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like, the, the idea that in red and blue Superman, they split the Superman into two, and then eventually they had to put him back together. Uh, <laughs> if her powers are from the Mind Stone, she created a, a vision with her Mind Stone in, you know, zooped up powers if they were to merge the two we get vision back at the end of the series mm-hmm. however like that is the happy disney ending <laughs> is that going to be the ending that marvel, marvel studios ending. is going to give us yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, we, do, we, do we get a disney ending or a touchstone ending <laughs> <laughs> i don't like no, where something this is going like, this we're gonna see vision die like a third maybe even a fourth time and that's going to finally push Wanda over the edge. She's going to break the universe. I mean, this is also a possibility. And we, again, I don't know how they get this done in an hour. I this don't, is baloney. Yeah. It's going to be a three-hour episode. There you go. That, <laughs> I want that, that. I might be able to do. That, 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 that sounds great. Do. Well, we better plan accordingly. No, you you better be up at midnight ready to watch it because otherwise you're just going to start getting bombarded with spoilers yeah. as soon as they happen. I don't know why that keeps happening to you because I look up WandaVision stuff during the week and I still am not getting spoiled by Google. So I got I got a spoil the freaking spoiler that I got. It was 4 a.m. I woke up because there was a loud sound the night of when the episode 
came out. A full article had been put out by someone. And like, why? Why? You know, you know what it is? I, it, you're now part of the meme of it was Agatha all the time. All the, all the, yeah, whole, the whole time. <laughs> all along. That's Agatha what it is. Catherine Hahn. I don't know. I have managed to avoid spoilers, so I don't know. I, I mean, I jumped on my Twitter on Friday, but I, I managed to avoid it too. Uh, I think one one oh. thing I did see, and I didn't, I guess I was a little bit upset because it was a dude uh, like in white clown makeup and they said, this is Vision now. And I was like, oh, fuck. Did they turn him into a clown? I don't understand. <laughs> so I kind of got spoiled, but not really. He's part um, of that circus. Was it Pietro Crespi? Is that who they used for it? With like the black dots on the hat? No, it wasn't that one. Okay. No, it was it was, was just a, pity, a random a guy. Puddles. Oh, puddle, puddles pity party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So with with Hayward using his strategic mind to uh, get a piece of Wanda in in imbued equipment to then power up vision i mean how i don't know how he got it put together so quickly after what he uh, he had them doing to that body uh at the end because i mean this has still only been a week since she went to the uh sword to pick up to try and get the body in the first place right Mm -hmm. Uh well I have wonder if what she saw and the reason she couldn't feel vision is because what was there wasn't really vision. Oh, absolutely. That's that's that that's was my thought call. as well. Okay. Yeah. Now, did anybody else? I already know the answer to this. I don't even know why I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did anybody else find it weird that they strategically chose not to include in the all the anatomy that they had there? There was no pelvic region, so to speak, to you know- see if. Vision was anatomically correct. You know what? I didn't even look, Ron. Yeah, same. Uh, hmm. I paused and zoomed in. It was hard to be seen. I I did not have this thought. You were right. I think you were thinking no one else thought this. And I think you were right. You you were right on the money with that one, John. Speaking of uh, pausing and and checking out, did anybody happen to pause on the marquee of the movie theater after she changed Westview? Yes. Okay. What, yes. what did it say? What was the movie playing? Okay. So prior it said, uh, "Incredible." Tannhauser Gate. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't those <laughs> movies. It was a Tannhauser Gate and something else, and then it changed to like Red Scare and the kidnapping. Ooh, interesting. I believe. Okay. Oh. Cool. Um, that was, was I was gonna say. Something. Oh, Westview. Do you think Westview was that run down when Vision originally bought the the plot, or do you think that's all because of the blip and people being gone for five years? The second one. Yeah. So that's a thing that I also found very interesting. Like we have yet to get, even in Spider Man, uh, Far From Home. Like we haven't really got like how people have had to adapt economically to being gone for five years the biggest the biggest change seems to be that anyone who was involved in landscaping died that's all (laughs) that's all i know from this well the entire landscaping community gone yeah eviscerated daniel's really hated landscapers they always go and mow the lawn saturday morning when you're trying to sleep in and that's the thing he's like he's like 
that should have been balanced out because half the grass would have died too. Exactly. Been... <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think he just said living creatures, not living organisms. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, yeah, so like, wait a minute. Yeah. So there's even less bees too. Like yeah. that's kind of yeah. messed up. Like he could have. Less bees, the, less like, birds, less endangered cows. animals. Not half the endangered animals or something. Yeah, he, he doesn't make he doesn't make decisions. He just does snaps. He just snaps. Mm-hmm. That's right. The the, the, the great cor- like, the Great Barrier Reef was fucked. I I do feel like a snap would affect a small town a lot more than a big city that you saw in Far From Home, though. Or yeah. Whatever Some of those towns was. only have one doctor, and then you end up having to have the coroner also do like exams. Yeah, like a, and that would have changed, like economic impact impact small towns a lot more than big cities. I like That's that. why in Resident Alien, Alan Tudyk's character has to do all those jobs. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, That's yeah. Of the snap. welcome to a small town. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything else that anybody would like to go over? Yes. Okay, John, hit us. Uh, Another semi-tangent here, Uh, but this episode proves my Hocus Pocus theory of five and eight, um, in which uh, anyone immediately goes up three points of attractiveness if they dress like a witch. (laughs) So Catherine Hahn already was a a nice-looking lady, but here at the while we lost Beth, she has left the podcast. (laughs) She she, she walked out again. She's flipping off with both hands now. I, I like how in this podcast, both Elizabeth and I have shoved the mic away from ourselves. Because <laughs> well, you you know that, you know, it biting your tongue is not strong enough. You also have to remove the uh, input of sound. I'm going to say something mean if I don't shove this away. <laughs> but the witchiness, it just adds a whole nother level. I just find that uh, really interesting. It's like, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker, she's here. Dressed like a witch, she's here. It's, I, it's science. <laughs> Good night for you. I'm trying to think of like I don't, I don't know if it, I'm trying to think of like Zachary Quinto and just like a witch's hat, and I don't know if this works. <laughs> it works. It it uh, already it's there, and the ears keep the Spock ears too. There, there's like some it. people that it's too powerful too. Like no one's gonna put Matt Bomer in a witch hat, so I can't even. You know, like how, how do we know? I'm you so can't be in a with the Matt Bomer. Like that was the one in my head. Why? I don't understand. <laughs> no, actually, this one I kind of get. <laughs> what I don't understand is what the purpose of this tangent is. Oh, just the last. To derail it even further. <laughs> this, 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 this seems like more of an imaginative situation. Oh. Yeah. And I, to switch it to a more serious subject, oh. I actually did absolutely love the talk between Vision and... Yeah, yes. Wanda about grief. I wanted I, I wanted to bring that up. That was a particularly good piece of writing. That was uh, dialogue. That was yeah. uh, really good. Uh, it was mm-hmm. uh, grief is love persevering. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yes. And all the grief I felt, I I felt in that line too. So <laughs> thank you. I didn't need that from an MCU show, but I got it. Anyway. But you got but it. Here anyway. we are. <laughs> <laughs> here I am with one episode left. <laughs> Uh, what else, John? Uh, I was just gonna say that this was a roller coaster of an episode because I started out really excited. Uh, I got a really bad case of the sads throughout all of those uh, memories. 
mm-hmm. and then it got really excited again by the mid credits. So I was like, wow, like this one was a journey. <laughs> we also see why at the beginning of this series or close to the beginning of the series that Hayward made it a very big point to say there has been no code name for Wanda to this point because uh, Catherine Hahn or Agatha has now named her the Scarlet Witch because uh, she is the the nexus point for chaos magic maybe like this is the reason why she is able to create such elaborate things and put it on autopilot when someone like Agatha who's been practicing for over a century uh, you know can't do nearly as much and uh, we got we well, yeah we got the Scarlet Witch. That's mm-hmm. interesting. For all the credits, I also <laughs> <laughs> I also want to know is like if they did that when they were doing the experiment on on Wanda with the scepter, like that's what happened to her, and they were like, okay, let's bring in her brother now, see what happens. <laughs> like, <laughs> how how did that work? Well, and what is, uh, what was his experience? Yeah, like? what was his experience? We're never going to know because he actually is dead. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, unless Aaron Taylor Johnson just happens to show up in the next episode. Oh, which speaking of, uh, had anybody seen the quote from Paul Bettany about the the big surprise uh, cameo? Like if it's trolling yes. here at this point where he's like, I get in the in the eighth episode. I get to work with someone that I've never been worked. I've never worked with, or not the eighth episode, but the ninth episode, the season finale. Uh, someone he's always wanted to work with. Someone he's always wanted to work with. So essentially, it's going to be him versus himself. Him acting against himself. Ah, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Unless it's still going to be another character that we don't know about showing up. Well, that that was that was well played. That's like I can't even be mad at that if that's what it is. <laughs> uh, does anybody? Does everybody still think that we're going to see Doctor Strange at the end of the season? Yes, Doctor Strange is on his way. I think there's too much magic going on. Oh, okay. What'd yeah, you say, John? no, I I agree with the thing that John's saying here. And credit, kind of. Can we no, just stop? Because John, John, you said the the beginning of your sentence was "there's too much magic." I agree. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah he definitely would have like his job would be to take care of this, right? Like, wouldn't it be his yeah. job? But another thing is, I saw on TikTok somebody, and I can't remember who because I just stroll through TikTok like no other. But um, somebody pointed out that the book that we saw in episode seven potentially is a missing book from the library in the Doctor Strange movie. Like, it looks exactly like those kinds of books. Right. It's just, a, it's just books. a copy of the Thornbirds. It's just really fancy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I feel like he would, like... But then it's also one of those moments where you're watching another MC movie and you're like, why isn't Thor here taking care of this? Like, he could take care of it in five seconds. So, well, I don't know space. if that's how it is. But, yeah... But you're still like, okay, can Spider-Man not just like call up somebody to be like, hey, can I get some help in Europe here? I'm fighting elements. Like, <laughs> no? Oh, okay. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. I think uh, I think we covered it all, unless anybody else wants to have something to say. If you want to Nothing get a hold of me. that's actually useful. <laughs> if you want to get a hold of me and talk about WandaVision or Knock Knock for whatever reason. Find me on Twitter. I am at, I am at Mitchipedia, G-E-M, G-E-M stands for Geekly Media. 
Stephen, where can people find you online? You can find me all across the internet as some version of Peppermint Gentleman, sometimes Peppermint Gent. Come and talk to me about comics that came out this week. There was a good one called Stray Dogs. That's a weird one that I'd love to hear thoughts on. Jessica? Uh, come tell me about your favorite X-Men series that I should watch next. <laughs> Tweet at me as at JM Bailey writes. John? Uh, you can tweet at me at Magic Bollocks. Tell me who you would like to see dressed up as a witch. <laughs> and Elizabeth. And if you want to reach me or any of these people, you can find us at Geek Elite Media on our Facebook page forward slash Geek Elite Media. Please check out our website, geekleapmedia.com, for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network. Go to patreon.com slash geekleapmedia for being one of our patrons. You get uh, exclusive material that only you have access to. And whatever podcatcher you use to listen to us, please rate and review us because it helps spread the word of our network. Mm-hmm. But, but until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek, geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Beep.